This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Live from the Accessible Media Studios, this is Kelly and Rumya. Entertainment, lifestyle, and great conversation. It's AMI's on-air community, and everyone's invited. It's Thursday. Thank you for joining us. I'm Rumya Amadin. And I'm Danielle McLaughlin. We are joining you from Toronto for the next two hours as we kick off Kelly and Ramya, and uh, we're also weathering the storm. I mean, we're nice and warm and of snow outside. Now, right now, because it's the day after, technically, like it's not snowing right now in Toronto, uh, it feels like it's just snow everywhere, but things are being paved. It's loud again. But last night at midnight, when there was... I don't know, but a foot of snow outside, and it was still coming down heavily. My dog and I went out, and it was gorgeous. We didn't have to do anything. We didn't have to do any of the hard work. Um, the streets were quiet, and the snowfall was soft and fluffy, and we just stood there for a bit and thought, this is magical. It feels kind of like the, the festivity of winter again, but that was just a mere moment, and then we went back inside, and then... Uh, Realize it and was, then the freezing rain yeah. hit. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All the rest of it now. came through. But you know when you could just capture that one moment for the magic of That's, winter? That's nice. So right. Yeah. So nice. Let's find out what's coming up on today's show before we get into some other conversations. Mary Mamalidi is joining us. She's from kitchenconfession.com. And she's talking about how we can upgrade our kitchen game with some must-use tips. It's going to be an exciting March break at the Ontario Science Centre with lots to see, learn and do. Victoria G, researcher programmer at the Ontario Centre, pardon me, Ontario Science Centre, tells us more. And because it's Thursday, we have our weekly roundtable conversation where I've gathered some topics for us to chat about. Catherine Vatcher is one of our favourite friends to get on the roundtable and she's going to be joining us for that. Okay, Danielle, uh, we are almost wrapping up. We're more than halfway through Freedom to Read Week, and we wanted to chat a little bit about this today because it's so important that we continue to recognize this week year after year. It really is because every year more and more books and publications are being challenged. They're being challenged from the left. They're being challenged from the right. Um, And it's sometimes very hard to remember that uh, even if you don't agree with something or you don't Mm. even like it, it is not a reason to ban it or remove it from a library, for example. Um, I was mentioning to to Ramya just before we we, uh, went on air that apparently Margaret Atwood has recently sold a single copy of a book of hers that is not a first edition. It's not um, anything that people haven't seen before. It's being sold for a great deal of money. And the reason is that it's printed on uninflammable paper. It is, you can't burn this book. And I think the whole point uh, about Freedom to Read Week is, you know, you can't burn the books. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, full marks to her. Also, I don't know if you recall, but back in the day when, when it was uh, Kelly and Company, we had as guests um, Jessica Kim and Spencer Eisen, who were then two high school students who were fighting for students' rights for their journalism um, 
in, in their high school in BC. Well, this year, the Book and Periodical Association, which hands out a Freedom to Read Week award, has given it to Jessica and Spencer for their advocacy and for showing that how important student journalism is, how this is something that, um, you know, it's not just that they're learning how to be journalists, mm. they're really telling us what's going on in the schools. So um, I'm, I feel very proud that we got Jessica and Spencer on, uh, on air, on AMI, yes. um, to tell us what, what was so important. But, you know, this, this is, um, in my view, one of the most important issues that we can possibly talk about. And there are libraries all around the country that have displays of challenged books, yes, banned books. And um, in fact, there's a little free library, not very far from where I live, one of those things that people put out in front of their houses. And every few days, they're putting out more uh, challenged books. So people can go by and pick up a book they, that somebody doesn't want them to read. Uh-huh. And over the years, there has been obviously many of these books. And uh, at the Calgary Library, or one of, they have a display this week for uh, Banned Books Week or Freedom to Read Week about uh, just encapsulating some of these books, some of the major books that have been banned or challenged over the years, and a little snippet on the display of why these books were challenged over the years. And it was interesting, one of the... Uh, interviews that I had checked out, Danielle, I was telling you about this, was talking about books that were banned for banned or challenged for different reasons as we go through time in history. So Harry Potter being something that was challenged and banned internationally, um, there's such a reputation for it, and how the reasons for challenging this book have changed over the decades, and it was released in the 90s. So there's uh, been all kinds of changes to why the book or why the author nowadays with, with social media and all the commentary going on there uh, is being challenged. And I find that part to be fascinating because it's kind of like, you know, we can take this, this week in different contexts, right, Danielle? We can talk about novels and we can talk about history, but we can also talk about uh, freedom to information. And that kind of goes into you know, misinformation and all these other things that we have been facing as challenges in society now. So there's so much to talk about. And I really um, think that the whole issue around Harry Potter, which so many young people love, um, is uh, being challenged on both sides mm -hmm. by a religious community and by people from the trans community. And um, and people are losing friends over it, which yeah. is very sad. It is very sad. Pause here for now with that confirmation, but we have lots more on the show. Mike Fair is joining us after the break, talking about how we can eliminate distractions by using focus modes on iOS. We'll be back with that. Don't miss a minute. Kelly and Ramya will be right back. It's Kelly and Ramia on AMI. I'm Ramia Amuthin. I'm joined by Danielle McLaughlin, who's filling in for Kelly McDonald. And just a couple seconds ago, we were talking about the Freedom to Read Week, uh, recognitions, celebrations, things that are going on. And one of the things that I'd say is going to stick with me for a really long time, Danielle, is, you know, you mentioned not 
necessarily having to agree with the opinions that are going on or say, oh, you know, this book should or shouldn't be banned. It, we are all entitled to our own opinions and expression of those. But um, the one of the librarians who was speaking on the, the Calgary display, the Calgary Library display said, it's not really up to us because we don't know why this person picked up this book, their personal reasons, their personal um, experiences. And that is why it's important to continue having the option to read the books and to pick up the books on the shelves for your own purposes, right? So absolutely right. And and the other thing is, if you really don't like a book, you have a choice. Mm -hmm. You don't have to read it. Exactly. So I think that, exactly. you know, we, but please give us the choice, mm -hmm. right? Let's move on to talking some technology. Settings in the focus area on our iPhones or iOS devices allow us to take even more control over our uh, distractions and deciding who and what can interrupt us. We're going to talk more about this with Michael Fair on the powerful tool of focus modes. Audio entertainment and accessible technology are increasingly important in our lives. I'm Mike Fair, here to help you make the most out of your devices. We'll share tech tips and product reviews. Plus, I'll steer you towards the best accessible games, audio dramas, and podcasts. We'll talk about it all here on Kelly and Ramya. Mike, last week we talked about notification settings, and I'm serious. We went into a deep dive on that. If you didn't know anything about notifications, I'm sure you learned a lot. So this week we're talking about focus modes. How do focus modes help us build on what we set up, hopefully previously last week, uh, with our notification settings? Well, because what focuses do, it's, it's a set of tools that Apple created in response to the complaints that people were being too distracted and tempted and addicted to their smartphones. And they said, okay, well, we'll give you a bunch of tools to take control of the situation. So focuses are all about reducing distractions, eliminating the temptations, hiding the notifications so they don't disturb what you're doing. Uh, you can have them focused on blocking apps and people. Uh, you can have them triggered by location and time and app being used. So it's, it's very flexible. You can control them manually or you can have them triggered automatically. So there are lots of, of ways to use these and uh, it, it should really make it much easier to, uh, to control what interrupts you at a given time. Um, hi, Michael. Are, are there any settings which apply to all focus modes? Yes, there are uh, a couple. Uh, one of them is, is uh, you can basically have focuses uh, shared between devices. So if my iPhone is that I've switched into work focus uh, for this uh, 15 minutes is now no one can interrupt what we're doing from my end. Uh, and I made that focus to do that. And my watch follows that along because I have them sharing that in lockstep. So it is also in focus mode, but my backup iPhone is in another mode. Uh, just for it. Uh, so it's, it has that setting off. So there's things you can do uh, with that. And the other thing is status. You can have a focus tell people whether that, uh, that if you've silenced notifications. So if, they're, if their message is not going to be seen by you and you're not going to be notified, a focus can say, you know, uh, Michael has uh, silenced notifications and mm. you can control sort of what focuses do that. 
And, uh, and but you're not going to reveal any information like Mike is sleeping. You can go break into his house and beat him up or something. Right. So you don't, don't have do to that. worry about that. <laughs> no, exactly. So it's not going to give away too much information. Uh, well, that's a scary thought. Um, so we <laughs> we want to know about the settings we can find when we double tap on the name of a focus mode or choose to create a new one. So. Now, uh, you used to be able to turn on and off focuses from right in, in uh, their sections, but now you can't do that anymore. So that setting is removed, but you still have all the automatic stuff uh, to do. So uh, you can uh, set focuses to uh, allow notifications. There are a bunch of, of headings in here. So allow notifications is the first one. And under that heading, there are buttons for apps and people and options, and each of those can do different things. So people focuses on who can call or message you, uh, and you can uh, decide yes or no uh, for either approach it from both ends, from I want to block everyone but a select few from disturbing me, or there are just a few annoying idiots who I want to block and I don't really mind anyone else. So you, you can approach it from either of those extremes and really customize what can uh, interrupt what you're doing while the focus is on and what you won't even know until you're out of that focus and or until you take the time to check the, the notification center. So that keeping that in mind when you're in these focuses, it's you're still getting you're, you're still getting information. It's still arriving in your phone. Uh, it, your notification center is being filled with notifications. They're just not interrupting what you're doing. Um, how um much do people know like if you if you've blocked them from interrupting um you know for example if somebody's mother calls them at the same time every day and they just can't take it anymore um will that mother find <laughs> out th that they're being blocked well she would just get a, a sense that you know uh, it, it, whenever she calls it would just say you know that the person has uh is not receiving notifications uh and in the call during yeah, the call. exactly. Really? Okay. It, it, like oh. as they call, yep. So it just won't go through. You'd get the voicemail and you could leave a message, of course, uh, but you, you couldn't interrupt whatever it was that, that the person was doing. That's very handy. Um, so what is the options button for? That lets you choose whether or not notifications appear on the lock screen. Uh, so that's one of the things uh, that it, it does. You can also dim the lock screen so it's not like flashing at you or doing anything that might attract your attention. Uh, you can hide badges as well on your home screen. So these little icons that say you have, you know, 106 waiting emails, you can actually just have that hidden that. while you're in that focus. So you won't even get the number alerts that new stuff is arriving. I like the um, lock screen option. Because I think that, you know, that habit of just reaching for your phone, like you could be on focus mode, but it takes a while to break that habit of, oh, I didn't need to reach for my phone. I should stop reaching for my phone. You, your phone's not even there anymore and you're just reaching for it all the time. And so exactly. part, it, it's like one thing leads to domino effect, right? You reach for yeah, your phone, it, then you see the you notification. See it, and, the notifications and, oh, what is uh -huh. it? I have to know, I have to know now. Yeah. Right. Yep. Shame on us. But yeah, we're all in <laughs> together. Uh, so what can we do with the options uh, beneath the choose screens heading. Yeah, so this is where you can choose the home screens, lock screens, and watch face, if you have an Apple Watch, that are shown during the focus. And you can even take that a step further and create 
a new new home screen or home screens to be available just while you're in that focus. And if you do that, then only those screens will be available and all your other apps and things will be hidden away and won't be tempting you to play a game when you're not supposed to be uh, while you're in that focus. So that can be really handy, uh, to, you know, if, if you're really tempted by the games or something on other pages, uh, you can take those steps to really narrow down uh, what apps are available during a focus, uh, when a focus mode is on. So that's the kind of thing you can do in, in that area. It sounds like a good way to, to deal with certain addictions um, that some of us have to doing things on, yes. on our phones. Yep. And you do with options beneath the set schedule heading. So that is where the automation kicks in. I prefer to take uh, control my focus manually, but if you don't want to, you have a lot of options. You can set triggers, either time-based. So I'm in church from 10 to 12. Do not disturb me during that time. You can have do not disturb go click, you know, on Sunday at like 10 in the morning and then turn off at like 12 noon. Uh, you can have that triggered by location. Ah, I've arrived at church, so on goes the focus, <laughs> ah. and my pastor won't find out that I've been, uh, you know, sleeping <laughs> poorly the past week. You know, things like that, right? So it's it's a really, or you could have location based or app based. I'm reading a book now. I've launched the Kindle app, so don't ah. interrupt me, and I can oh, finish that Harry Potter chapter. That's a good one. <laughs> yes, exactly. And you can yeah. have more than one app act as a trigger for a focus. So you just have to add them one at a time, kind of, but you can you can do that. So that's that's a uh, the, the triggers are apps, um, and time and location, and any of those can can work for automated turning on and off focuses. I still tend to get surprised at how much customization iPhone now allows or Apple now allows with some of these uh, beautiful additions to our devices and software. Because for a long time, it was not like this at all. You know, you no, just kind of got what you got. Disturb. Yep. Yeah. It was on or yeah. off. Yep. It was on or off. And, um, so I'm, I'm curious about how many people are, have really dive into, dove into all of this. Let's talk about focus filters next. Basically there, if you need certain apps, uh, for example, you need a mail app and you might use that for personal email and work email. You still need that email to do work, but you don't want to see personal stuff. So you can say, I want my work calendar in the mail app to be active or my work inbox, uh, things like that. So it allows you to do those kind of in-app customizations if you need to. If you still need access to the app, but you don't want all the distractions of your personal versus whatever you're doing, yeah. uh, work-life balance kind of stuff. So you can really get in there and uh, take charge of that and, and not sort of have to use totally different apps for totally different things. Now, is this difficult to do? I mean, is, does it take many different steps uh when you if you're using the manual control of focus modes or you know i, well, I, man, I i'm lazy the manual <laughs> the manual control is really easy actually uh, just the one the thing that's changed here is that you can't turn it on and off in settings so what you have to do is there's a focus button in the control panel uh, the control center so you go into that uh and you see it's right next to the volume button and you can, you, if you uh, tap it twice, tap, tap with one finger, it will turn on or off whatever focuses the currently selected things. So uh, it will uh, default to do not disturb uh, as a default focus. But if, for example, uh, I when I turn off my work focus, I'll go in there, I'll, I'll double tap, uh, go into the control panel, double tap the button twice, and it will 
deactivate. When, it, when there's no focus on, the button will just say focus. When there's a focus active, it will, dis, it will tell you which focus is selected so that you can tell that, okay, something is on, or if it just says focus, then nothing is on. If you triple tap that button, then you get into a, a list of focuses that you can pick whichever one suits your needs and turn it on or off. You can also uh, create a new focus. There's a button in there to, to, to completely create a focus from scratch if you want to. So there's wow. there's a lot right from that button. And it's it's once you get the, just remember when you double tap it with one finger that, that toggles the current focus on or off. When you triple tap it, you get into that deeper list and you can pick that focus that you want for that moment. I much prefer that over automatic triggers yes. myself. It's yeah, triple well, tap with one finger? Yes, one okay. finger. Okay. It sounds like a lot of flexibility is available if you if you just are patient and learn the system. Yeah, it's it's really quite uh, straightforward and uh you know, it, it once once you get that button under control and really learn uh you know what you're doing with that, uh it's it's really quick to just get at what you want, uh, turn on and off uh, focus once you've set it up. So you really only have to do the heavy work once of set, going to the settings, setting up the apps and the people, and really diving into that configuration. Once you have the focus ready, it's real simple to just call it up when you need it, uh, change it if you need to, uh, and uh, you know change, uh, do what you need to do while it's on. So uh, very customizable system. Very, very personalizable. Thank you so much, Mike. Uh, pro absolute pleasure, and we'll uh, see you next week. Yes, we will. Mike Fair joining us for a technology talk today. Sometimes he also brings us audio entertainment, but this week we're talking focus modes, which was kind of a part two uh, from last week, which was notifications. Coming up after the break, reporter Grant Hardy is joining us for health, lifestyle, accessibility. We wrap it all up calling it headlines. We'll be right back. Stick around and learn something new. Kelly and Ramya return with more in a moment. It's Kelly and Ramya on AMI. Thanks for joining us. 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday to Friday. I'm Ramya Amuthan, joined by Danielle McLaughlin. And Danielle, did you say you were wearing black today as well? I am. Well, I've got a purple um, collar. And uh, to be honest, I'm wearing two black sweaters because I just couldn't get warm after I shoveled the <laughs> snow this morning. So two sweaters um, uh, and uh, yeah, and they're both black. So, okay. I, you know, I thought that would be a bit more subtle, but I'm not so sure. Yes. But it's, it's definitely warmer, though. <laughs> I, oh, I I hope so. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I am also wearing a black sweater, but it's nice to uh, think that, you know, everyone wants to wear sweaters at this time. Oh, boy. Soon, yes, and, and it's going to be a hoodie. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking it's, it's you know, you, you get dressed and what you, you look in your cupboard and you think, I want to wear everything all yeah, at once. That's true, too. <laughs> yeah. Especially the big, Cold. bulky, snuggly stuff. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Let's bring on Grant Hardy. We've kind of switched things up a bit. And instead of him joining us Friday, we've uh, flip flopped him with Fern Lullum. So he's joining us today to talk headlines. Hey, I'm Grant Hardy, and welcome to the Headlines segment. I tackle everything from health and lifestyle to accessibility and tech. I have it all right here on Kelly and Ramia. Grant, is there any reason for you to get warm today? How's the temperature over there in Vancouver? Well, our temperature is very frigid for us, but 
ah. for us means like nudging zero, maybe oh. a few degrees below zero dipping down. Uh, so. uh, you guys are spoiled out there in yeah. BC, I've got to say. I guess it's all subjective, but still. <laughs> hope, hope you guys are surviving out there uh, in the storm. You know, it's funny because I've been thinking of working on a Kelly and Ramya focus that would turn on across all my devices yeah. when I go on air. Because, you know, otherwise, if I get a, a call, I might uh-huh. have to, you know, to answer it. take my call. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, that would not be good. And do you have an Apple Watch? Uh, I do. Or anything? I okay, do. yeah. So, you know, we're all in the same boat. It's so easy to get distracted. You just get a little haptic feedback, and you're like, oh, I'll reach for my phone. It's that whole ripple effect thing. Oh, sorry. Got to go. Get <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have to go play uh, a game. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I thought I'd talk about something that I wouldn't maybe normally bring up, but I saw this interesting article about none other than hiccups Mm. we all hear about these crazy home remedies apparently uh saying pineapple or (laughs) holding your breath for a certain amount of time i was always taught to drink a glass of water backwards don't try this at home yes don't try this at home (laughs) what does that mean it means you end up wearing it (laughs) yeah exactly exactly um but it turns out out maybe other than the pineapple one but some of these <laughs> actually have a grain of silence so or sci- uh, science uh, behind them so hiccups involve a quick spasm of the diaphragm mm-hmm. uh, which causes both a sudden inhalation of air and the sudden closing of the glottis which is the space between your vocal cords causing the trademark uh hiccup uh but Despite experiencing uh, these pretty much throughout all of humankind, there wasn't really a lot of research done about preventing these until the arrival of Ali Sifi, S-E-I-F-I. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. He is a neurointensivist at the University of Texas at San Antonio, and he's invented something pretty interesting. It's a special kind of straw uh, that uh, basically the bottom of the straw is a very small pinhole while the drinking end has a fairly large hole. And to get any water through the straw, the user actually has to exert an (laughs) unusually large amount of suction, which means generating pressure in the diaphragm and uh, he was able to uh, calculate the required dimensions for the pinhole at the bottom, the opening at the top, and the length of the Whoa. straw, such that getting water into the mouth required exerting exactly 100 centimeters of water <laughs> pressure. Uh, and apparently, this creation, which is called the Hickaway, uh, is Hickaway, was invented. Yeah, it was invented in 2020, uh, 2020 appeared on Dra- Dragon's Den. It's sell- selling re- uh, really well. But there's an alternative. There's a breathing exercise. First, exhale, exhale completely, then inhale a deep breath, then wait 10 seconds, then without exhaling, inhale a little more okay another five seconds then top off the breath again finally exhale (laughs) so apparently this 
exerts the correct amount of pressure on the diaphragm and the system to relieve the hemp the hiccups what do you guys think so inhale 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 then exhale is that what <laughs> uh, that's the idea that's okay. the idea i just want to say for anyone who's watching who's known me for like the last 10 years i told you so because i don't know <laughs> where i heard of this and i'm not kidding whenever people around me have had hiccups that they're drinking water they're whatever they're holding their breath and it's just not working i've technically not used this but I've told them to like pant because it's something about like resetting mm, that uh, yeah. diaphragm pressure slash spasm, right? And I was like, you gotta pant and you gotta really be into it like a dog. And <laughs> people, some people did it and it worked and other people questioned me for whatever reason and it uh, and why? wouldn't give it a try i know yeah, why. i can't why? imagine why <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i don't know why you would question the scientific um, <laughs> method but well, i told you so i'm curious about about this uh, hickaway product how, <laughs> uh, how how frequently does it work does it give you any results on um you know uh, uh, how effective it is i mean he's selling uh, things so i assume people are trying it yeah, I'm, to be <laughs> honest, I'm not 100% sure, except that it seems to be a pretty reasonably uh, proven, at least the the best proven cure, apart from the breathing exercise that we have. But I wish I had some more hard data on this. I think we're going to have to wait a while until it gets into more people's hands. The question well, is how... It's not gonna it, it won't do much harm. There's, well, yeah. there's that, right? Yeah. But how yeah. often, like, imagine getting the hiccups and you purchased this product, but you didn't have it on you. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh ex yeah. excuse me. I have a special device for this. Just give me one second. Let me pull it out. I feel like I'd get some some funny looks. Uh, it's interesting about the, 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 the breathing exercise. And I actually think that... Um, I mean, Ramya, essentially, that's like I'm the saying of the breathing I'm saying. So, <laughs> Cry it heard, out. We heard but, but it you, from... I mean, you know there are people who've had hiccups for as long as years yeah. at a time? Yeah, that's brutal. Um, I think there was a pope many, many years ago who had hiccups for so many years. And it, you know, he lost weight. It made him terribly ill. I don't know what finally cured him. Um, but Because it was know, a it, symptom it, of something else, right? I or, think so. Yeah, I think okay. so. But it it can be quite serious mm -hmm. if you. I mean, if you most of us when we have hiccups have it for a few minutes. But you can only imagine if you if it just wouldn't go away. You'd want to try anything, breathing exercises, yep. fancy straws, or anything. Whatever. Anybody, you know. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, that was a what is... in the world, by the way. This is a. <laughs> This is definitely. Yeah, it's funny. World. I kind of saw that, and I was wondering what in the world or health. Headlines. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I guess there's no way the show is live, so there's no way we can pull this somehow and then make a bunch of money from these <laughs> exercises we've been talking about. Oh well. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, so <laughs> moving on, I saw something. I mean, I, me be taking credit for other people's ideas too. That wouldn't be so great. All right. Talking about how to get the best possible night's sleep this is the other article that i'm bringing to you and it turns out that it is literally right in front of your face this comes from a uh, neuroscientist and the trick is sleeping pills no i'm just kidding uh <laughs> view, 
viewing sunlight by going outside within 30 to 60 minutes of waking up. Then mm. do it again later in the afternoon prior to the sunset. Again, for the most effective use of the technique, uh, which is backed up by scientific studies, uh, it is uh, recommended to view between two and 10 minutes of outdoor light, especially first thing. It balances our circadian rhythms uh, and triggers an increase in healthy levels of cortisol, epinephrine, and dopamine. Uh, it's better to view the sunlight outside than through a window. But if you live in British Columbia, where we like barely have the sun for mm. part of the year, uh, yeah. then you can purchase an SAD light and, uh, or if it's just too cold, view the sun through the window and you will get part of the effects. But this sort of helps to piece together a couple of things, how to get the right amount of sleep. And also just for those of us uh, like myself who get less light, both because of where I live and also I think because of my vision loss, I really have to work extra hard to balance my sleep cycles. Yeah. I mean, there, yeah. there should be much more research done really specifically on blindness and uh, the circadian rhythm and light exposure and all this stuff. Because I think that we've asked this question many times on the show when this kind of th <laughs> thing comes up and we're like, but yeah. how about blind people? And especially if you have no um, light perception, right? Does it really make a difference for your brain and that circadian rhythm? Well, some people have said that it's the pineal gland that is affected by the light, um, more so than uh, through the eyes. eyes. Yeah, and that 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 will have an effect whether you're seeing the light or whether you're just being exposed to it. I don't know how much science there is in that, but it's worth finding out. But mm -hmm. I have to share with you. I don't know if if you've read that the British have a cure for insomnia. And uh, it's uh -huh. it's it's the shipping news. Apparently, people listen to the BBC shipping news <laughs> and and weather forecast, which is so excruciatingly boring that they fall asleep almost instantly. They there are many people who swear by this as a a, a technique for for uh, avoiding insomnia. <laughs> See, I feel like that wouldn't work for us who are in broadcasting because we'd hear, you know, this is CK whatever news. Uh -huh. We've got 30 seconds to the next hour. And we'd be thinking like, oh, okay, they're going to, you know, do this and this. Okay, they're going to go to promos in a uh -huh. second. You know yeah. what I mean? I feel like our brains yeah. need to like We're focus too tuned in. to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've never listened to it myself. Um but I understand that it's basically telling you every raindrop that falls. So, oh my! You know that's it's, it's highly specific to the area. You know, thirty meters from there, you will experience such and such. Like, oh goodness! Yeah. Well, <laughs> Ryan Huey once uh, highlighted. Well, I can't remember what it was. Like the most boring book of the world, or something like that. It was a, a specific <laughs> title that I'm so sorry that I'm butchering. Uh, but that's supposed to help people go to sleep too. And we said the same thing as audiobook listeners. We're like, but we'd be tuned in just to hear how they would produce a book that's supposed to go to oh make gosh, you go to sleep. Yes. Right. That's, <laughs> that's so it. true. That's right. That's exactly Although there are some narrators whose voices do not fluctuate in any way. Yeah. And that, that alone, whatever like white noise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, right. I, sorry, Daniel, go ahead. No, no, that's, yeah, I, that's 
I find that I can uh, really just deal with white noise, even like ocean sound yes. or other types yeah. of sound. It, I find it too distracting, you know, because oh, it's variable yeah. and I'm too tuned into it. So. Can you fall asleep in complete silence? Complete silence, yes. That's what but you if need. It's, okay. It, normal sounds from the buildings and that that's harder little creaks oh, and, yeah. and stuff yeah i gotta say i find complete silence absolutely piercing all right guys we gotta wrap it thank you so much okay. grant this was super fun always a pleasure thanks awesome. guys grant hardy kindly flip-flopping with fern lullum to join us on a thursday with his headline segment and fern will be joining us on friday that'll throw off the friday show it'll be lots of fun though after the break we have the buzz with the bill flipping through stories with bill shackleton we'll be right back Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv. Going back to this conversation around distraction, Danielle, I mentioned, you know, having the watch and your phone and, oh, your AirPods, didn't even mention that, you're on your computer. Uh, There's so many ways to get distracted these days with just a ping. But I, I wondered too, it's not even just about picking up your phone after you hear a notification come in, but where your mental state is at. You know, if you're in the middle of a, a really interesting conversation and then your watch buzzes on your wrist, are you stopping like mentally where you were in this conversation to think, oh, what, I wonder what that was, you know? And then yeah. where your headspace goes for, I don't know, the next couple of minutes. Are you still listening to the person you were listening mm-hmm. to before? Or are you thinking, oh, gee, I wonder who that phone call is from? Or I wonder who that message is exactly. from? I ho- is how important is it? And, you know, is there a crisis I ought to know about? Something like that. Yeah, and you start to, yeah. to go that way. And with audio response, because uh, for many of us in the blind low vision community who use screen readers, when a notification comes in, you know, you're distracting from, you're being distracted from your audio, uh, like, how do I say this? You're listening to most of what's going on around you anyway. That's the way you focus. And then you get a voiceover cue in your ear or a screen reader cue in your ear about the newest email that came into your inbox. And so you're actually being pulled away completely most of the time. Yeah, it's so easy to be distracted, isn't it, Ramya? It's, yeah. Well, one of my favorite distractions is buzz with bill i have to say that i love when billy comes on and we get to hear what he's brought us and yet it distracts me from whatever else i had been (laughs) thinking about up to that moment so bill joins us wednesdays through fridays at the end of our first hour to talk about interesting topics from around the world and he comes on with such a variety of subjects that we really have no idea where the conversation will go so if you are looking for some Wonderful distraction. Time for Bill. What do you have for us today, Billy? Time to actually start talking about a new suit. Doctors, patients, advocates hope simulation suit will raise heart failure awareness from the Canadian press. Um, So here's a couple of numbers. 700,000 are people are living with heart failure in Canada. 100,000 are diagnosed every year. Um, There is a new suit that is manufactured by a German company in conjunction with Eli Lilly. And it is going to, it mimics a 
the symptoms of heart failure. So what it does, it's basically a suit that is weighed down with weights and it, which mim mimics walking upstairs. You know, people have a hard time walking upstairs mm. without getting out of breath. Um, yeah. it, it has a vest at the top, which would mimic, you know, how you lay down if some people have uh, get pressure on their chest if they lie down. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that if you, let's say that you are, well, first of all, a lot of people don't even know they have heart failure. It's like diabetes. A lot of people have it, or yeah. if they do have it, it's it's it it doesn't happen all the time. So yeah, it can be this, si it can be silent. That's right. So basically, what's going to happen is if you try on this suit, um, if you have trouble walking upstairs and you have trouble with the suit on, or you have any of the same symptoms that a suit is going to create. Um, you should probably get tested um, for for this type of thing for heart failure. So, who is it who's supposed to try this this suit on? Because I would imagine that people who are already suffering heart failure have those symptoms mm -hmm. or likely to have those symptoms. Well, I, um, I so who's supposed to do this? Yeah, I think it's basically for even some doctors that that, that, that may that aren't may not be aware of what. Um, what it is, maybe it's missed. Maybe they're misdiagnosing the patient. Um, the other thing, I I really think it's for um, if if I if my father say is having symptoms, and I put the suit on, and I can relate to him and say, Dad, you better get tested because I got have trouble walking upstairs, and so do you. Mm -hmm. So I think it's for the caregiver. Um, to, you know, if if there's if if you know maybe someone in your family might have some of the symptoms you put this suit on and then you can relate to them and i think that's what this is are they so recommending you... that uh medical professionals try the suit on yeah that's yeah? right okay they are so where do you get it's... access to this suit um it's being sold it, well it's being tested i mean it's it, it's it's hoped that it's it's going to be sold in hospitals a company is is you know pushing it right so it's quite interesting talking about simulations um, because, you know, over like my lifetime, I've taken part in or even facilitated experiences for people to simulate, you know, different low vision experiences, right? Or blindness experiences. Right. So to be able to talk about something like this and, and what that spins into the importance of exercise or physical fitness or um, even just empathy uh, around people who have these symptoms is very interesting. It's interesting uh, to to me that the doctors wouldn't do they really not know what the symptoms are? Yeah, I right, mean, it's yeah. it's it's to me it's <laughs> really well. That's interesting because you know so often we hear that that doctors minimize pain. Uh -huh. That uh, you know if somebody else is having pain, it can't be that bad. If you have it yourself, oh gee, that's that's really significant. So maybe this is a way of getting around that. You know, you you thought heart failure was just a minor issue but if you put this suit on you'll feel what it really feels like you might yeah. take it a bit more seriously and you might be more willing to rapidly treat people who can be treated i would You're hope so right yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. and i guess That's, the sooner I, the better if they if they just had a, a suit so that that male doctors could go through labor um, <laughs> I, oh yeah i know <laughs> that, that would be, would be epic <laughs> yeah talk about viral <laughs> There you go. <laughs> or, 
or or even a fem if a female who wants it what will what labor's like i mean mm. it, who knows I mean, <laughs> <laughs> educational but also yeah. for danielle's point <laughs> <laughs> well what else do you have for us today well we got to talk about netflix and i guess you've heard about this one before um new new netflix um password rules prompt consumers to rethink subscriptions um, um, according to experts. So basically, as you know, Netflix is um, going to be eliminating password sharing. So basically, if you have, if you had shared a password um, uh, with Netflix with someone in your home or someone outside your home, um, you could you could have done it for free, basically. Now they yeah, are like going four to, people. Yeah, there's that's four right. Screens, yeah. So yeah, that's right. But they're eliminating that now. So, from what I understand, if I got this right, for high definition, who if you're paying uh, twenty dollars and twenty dollars and ninety cents a month, you're allowed two um, people. If if you're paying sixteen and you're the standard, you're allowed one extra person. And when you come to think about this, to me, it's it's why is it taking so long for Netflix to do this? I mean, if I'm a company, I would never allow password sharing in the first. I never would have allowed it. And people have taken to social media complaining about they're getting something for nothing. Would you really honestly think that this wouldn't come to pass I mean, you know what? You make a point, Billy, because they've kept it this way for so long. They've, yeah, I'm going to use the word threatened, but they've said that they were going to do this in the past and then it didn't work out because of the uproar, right, from Netflix subscribers. And this time it seems much more serious because when you go into Netflix, they say, like, choose your primary address, please. That's, uh, yeah, that's but you right. can. I don't know when they're when the actual date is that they're supposed to finalize all this. Sometime um, in February. For, I forgot right. the date, but it's sometime this mm -hmm. month. Soon. Yeah, it might be even tomorrow. Uh, but as of right now, it's like you can still skip over the step of picking a primary address. And I'm just curious as to whether it's going to go all the way through this time. Like really, you know, from a very objective point of view, because they've kind of backed out in the past with this exact same um action so we'll, well see i've wondered Ramya and, and 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 billy do they actually have the technology of available to check to, yeah yeah i, I think mean, so i think so oh, IP I'm sure they do it's as easy as tracking people's IP addresses right and finding out if you're yeah. in the location that you claim you are using the internet you claim you are yeah, but is, well, is that a privacy violation? Should they be able to find out that much information? I don't know the answer to these mm. questions, but I, I'm hoping somebody's asking, you know, how much information, just, even just because you have a subscription with, with something, with some yeah. kind of provider, should they be able to find out more about you than you've actually offered to them? I, I don't know, but, you know. Also, if, just if the saying, intention, mm -hmm. right? The intention behind why Netflix is doing this. Uh, I really strongly believe that they're, pushing forward with this so harshly now because they're losing so many customers. Uh, there's right. all kind of subscription-based services out there now. And honestly, most people who I've spoken to personally have said, I don't care, I'll just leave Netflix. 
Like, because yeah. we know that we're password sharing. We know that we're sharing with our uh, family members or friends who don't live in our uh, locations. And we're just so ready to leave Netflix, which that sucks for the company. Um, uh, yeah. You wonder... One of the concerns the article did point out is if if people leave Netflix, if they actually do, mm -hmm. um, are we going to go back to illegal streaming movies? I mean, is there going oh, to be... Oh, that's already out there. Yeah. Yeah, it is already. Um, but is that yeah. going to be more prevalent now if people, if they actually leave Netflix? I don't know whether it's just sentiment or whether they'll just say, ah, well, I, yeah. I maybe I'll stick with it or maybe I won't. I mean, yeah. at the moment, you can go to any number of services, Disney+, Plus, Amazon Prime, uh, Paramount, Crave, right? And, so and do what you were doing with Netflix, but just with all these other services until they put their foot down. Yeah. <laughs> so in the time we have left, Billy, you have one more topic for us. What well, is that? Uh, pay for chew. Um, more restaurants are trying subscription programs. Oh, my. So, you know, we have uh, subscriptions for toilet paper, Netflix, and <laughs> heaven knows what else. <laughs> toilet paper, uh, yeah. Um, why not? Why not? Um, yep. They're going to be a couple of restaurants, two P.F. Chang's and um, other other ones are experimenting with the idea of prescription of subscription so when you go to a restaurant some of them are going to be offering free drinks some of them are going to be offering free delivery some of them are going to be offering free hors d'oeuvres every time you go and it's interesting it, it's another prescription subscription that i don't know how well this is going to go i guess if you are a frequent diner to a restaurant uh-huh you're going to yeah. do it, but if you're not, are you going to pay for a subscription? Another one? Another one? Well, it exists yes, already, it, right? Yeah. Like Starbucks, Timmy's, these kind of places. But Danielle, would you do this? I don't think so, although it reminds me of a story. Uh, somebody I knew um, got a free pizza because they said, congratulations, you've just ordered your 200th pizza this year. What? <laughs> now there's somebody who would have had a subscription to, <laughs> to their local pizza place. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I don't think I would subscribe unless there was a really good bargain, you know, or a and, place that uh, you go to so often. Yeah. Which I don't because I mostly cook at home, but um, yeah. You should subscribe Very, to you. <laughs> nah, you wouldn't like it. It's not, it's, I, I would subscribe to your mom, however. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Billy, well, any place you, you can so think much. of? <laughs> no, the the only thing I I recommend doing for subscription is 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 like what I do with Uber Eats, is I order from two or three restaurants, and then you get right. more rewards. Yeah, true. Ah, um, excellent. You know, because if you're going to order from a hundred, because I always recommend new restaurants, stick with the same two or three or four, and you'll get more rewards eventually sounds, mm -hmm. that sounds excellent to me billy thank you so much and we'll talk to you tomorrow talk tomorrow we have a whole other hour of kelly and ramia after the break talking march break with the ontario science center lots to see learn and do over there victoria g who's the uh, researcher programmer is going to join us for that we also have the weekly roundtable with katherine thatcher as our guest but after the break, Mary Mamaliti is going to tell us how we can up our kitchen game with some must-use tips. We'll be right back.
Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.